Welcome to episode 252 of Crack the Customer Code, the bull in the china shop of average customer experiences. Adam, can you imagine leading a social business strategy for one of the largest companies in the world? Not really, but I have a better LinkedIn to it now. I bet you do. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks to our guest, Allison Herzog from Dell. She really had a lot to say about the different ways to really listen and approach customers and understand social business in a new way. Yeah, I really liked her uh, idea of deep listening and how they're using that uh, throughout the organization. Yep, I agree. I agree. And it is a great interview, so I think we should just get right to it. What do you think? Let's get to it. <laughs> Allison heads global social business strategy at Dell. As part of her role, she recently led integration of all social business strategy and operations in the largest tech acquisition in history. Allison has been featured as one of 50 influential women in digital marketing twice by Top Rank, featured by the American Marketing Association, LinkedIn, and most recently celebrated as one of seven women shaping digital marketing by IBM. She is passionate about doing what is right by the customer and the people she works with and focuses on data and deep listening to guide her actions and results. Allison, how are you? I'm great. How are you, Jeannie and Adam? Well, great. We're thrilled to have you here. And I am as well, and I can't wait to jump right in. So can you tell us a bit about your role? Because you are leading the social business strategy for a very large organization. Yeah, <laughs> I think. Yeah, absolutely. So I was actually fortunate to come into Dell at a really interesting time. We went private just a few years ago. And actually, last year in 2016, we completed the acquisition of a company called EMC in what was the largest tech acquisition in history. Um, so that was a really interesting part uh, of my career to be able to go through and to be able to support. But as part of that launching of Dell Technologies, we created something called the Chief Customer Office. Um, and Karen Quintos, who was our previous chief marketing officer, was selected by Michael to to head that office. And she was able to create it from a blank slate. And as you can imagine, it's focused around the customer, which is the connection point across the entire company. So I actually moved from sitting in marketing to now uh, sitting in the chief customer office, reporting under Karen's umbrella. And I get to focus on how we leverage global social business across the organization to make our customers' lives better from solving, helping them to solve big problems, um, you know, such as looking at cancer research, um, designing the new technology to enable people to connect across the world, you know, to also focused on, you know, when we do launch products, um, are they, is it received well? Are there problems? Um, you know, helping our sales managers, marketing, develop stronger relationships, so I really get to work cross-organizationally in my role, focused on that strategy, and it's awesome. I love it. Um, I'm passionate about what I get to do, and and also just getting to work with amazing people. I love how we can hear the smile in yeah. your voice when you talk about it. It's really, it, you can tell how passionate you are about it, which is cool. And, you know, one of the reasons that I reached out to you about being here today was because we've been at uh, quite a few different events together, and... I'm always nodding along with how you talk about doing right by customers, because that's certainly something 
that I think is easy to overlook, especially as companies get big, as they're growing. And so I'm curious, you know, what are the ways you put that ethos into the real day-to-day operations at a place like Dell? Yeah, no, absolutely. I, I, you know, share the passion around the customer. And frankly, you know, none of us have a business without the customer. If we don't care about the person who we are serving, then we don't understand what our purpose or our mission is. It's, I think that's foundational. So in terms of, you know, how are we designing? How are we doing right by our customers? I think it starts with listening to our customers. And, you know, I think this is a commonly um, something that's that's talked about a lot, but not always practiced, which is, are we listening to really understand our customers? Or are we listening to react to our customers? And I think that a lot of times we find that companies are, are highly reactive. And, you know, it's not to say that we're perfect at Dell. I think it's something that right now I'm, I'm, try, I'm working on helping our business to grow and understand how we can leverage this more, uh, more effectively, but deeply listening, really trying to understand what our customers are saying. You know, what is the emotion behind it? What is the intent behind it? And if we just take that time to pause and let them speak, then we can get so much information. I mean, whether it's an in-person phone call or in-person meeting, um, or if it's digital conversations that we're leveraging social intelligence, you know, to uh, to scrape off of the web, and we're trying to answer a question, our customers are willing to talk if we treat them in a way that shows them you know, that we care about what they think. Uh, I think that's what it really comes down to. And then once we've really deeply listened, then I think it's creating a closed feedback loop to make sure that we're doing something with the information our customers have just taken the time to give us. Mm. I think that advice of, you know, listening to really understand versus listening to react, yeah. uh, that applies to, you know, Marriage, <laughs> lots of other things too, right? I'm so glad you went there. I thought you were going to say podcast partnerships. <laughs> oh yeah, that too, that too. I'm glad well, you I went for mine. So many, yeah, so many times, you know, companies. Um, you know, I think there's even a recent example um, in United Airlines, and you know, my father was a pilot for United Airlines for many, many years. Uh, I think thirty, thirty three, thirty four years. So. I grew up flying standby. I grew up traveling, you know, quite a bit and living in airports. And um, the incident that happened with the two, you know, younger girls who were wearing leggings and weren't able to get mm-hmm. on the, the flight, you know, I could see it from different perspectives. I understood as the child of a, a former employee, of a retired employee, what the dress code is and why it exists. Mm-hmm. Also, it used to be much more stringent. So, wow, it's really relaxed mm-hmm. now compared to what I grew up with. Um, But, you know, there is a privilege to being able to fly standby. So I I get that. Um, And I could understand that. And a lot of people don't have that context where the challenge I think arose was that what customers were saying was, hey, we're concerned. um, We're concerned that these two girls, you know, they weren't able to board with leggings, but the dad was able to board with shorts. You know, two things. One, are we are we treating the sexes, the genders differently? You know, Mm -hmm. if there was that difference, but also these are young girls, are we sexualizing them? And United Airlines, obviously, you know, their intent was not that, Um, you know, from what I would gather from from what I've known as of the company, 
But the challenge was the reaction was to provide the policy to help people understand. And really, I think an opportunity there was just to acknowledge the emotion behind what was happening. Um, and so it was mm-hmm. showing empathy in that case. And that's why really listening to understand, you know, why do our customers feel this way? What's really going on here? And then acknowledging that can make all the difference in the world. Mm-hmm. That's, and that's a great segue into actually what I wanted to ask you about which is you're, you're a technology <laughs> company yeah. and how is technology in channels and social, you know, I was thinking as you were telling that story that social media does a lot of things. Well, one thing it doesn't do well is nuance. And that was a very nuanced situation. Right. right? Um, but how is that affecting the deep listening that you're talking about? You know, the different channels that that listening is coming across now and having to sort of be collated across and the different, uh, restrictions or pros and cons of each channel. How's that affected the deep listening or how do you approach it with that in mind? Yeah. So underneath my umbrella within, within Dell, we house social intelligence or social listening as some people are familiar with it. You know, obviously if humans, we struggle sometimes to pick up on those nuances, you know, I've, you know, there's certainly some folks that they struggle with understanding sarcasm as it's shown digitally. Um, If you don't know the person well enough, sometimes even in person, it's hard to read them. So digitally to expect a machine to be able to do the same thing is, you know, is flawed um, because humans are imperfect and humans are complex. As simple as we are, we're also incredibly complex. So I think that there is, there has to be recognition that while we're pulling in data, you know, we're going to keep cleaning up that data. We're going to keep optimizing, reviewing, but there's always going to be some degree of flaw in it. And that's where I, I think that it's not just about having the right technology and building it the right way and listening the right way, but also really making sure I'm such an advocate for employees um, and developing our people. They're our most valuable resource. Um, and I, I care so much about my team you know, we consider ourselves a work family. Um, it's providing them with all the right resources so that they are continuously growing and able to better understand how can we both enhance the technology, but also pull out the right data from it and understand it. And I think that if you hire smart folks, but then don't give them the right resources, you're going to get flawed data. You're going to get information out of your listening um, in person or digital that is inaccurate because you haven't given the right tools, the right resources to those folks that are expected to do a job. So I think a lot of it comes down to recognizing that there's a flaw and trying to understand about, you know, what you think that percentage is, but also training your people continuously to make sure they have everything they need to be able to both listen and to think through what the responses are and also to really develop empathy and putting themselves in the customer's shoes because we've all been there. We've all been the customer. Every day we're the customer. And we know what it feels like to go through good experiences and bad experiences. And I think that, you know, makes all the difference in the world. Mm-hmm. And I think, you know, at a company like Dell and so many other places, you're not selling, you know, shoes. You're no. selling something that... <laughs> <laughs> has a lot of complexity to it, maybe a lot of customization. People have very different needs for different products of, of Dell's. And so how do you really kind of stay connected with the fact that 
You must have many, many different segments of customers. And yet some of them probably overlap, like somebody might, you know, use Dell at work for something very big and robust and then come home and use a Dell PC. And I'm just curious, how much do you really look at segmentation and try to understand not just who they are, but also, you know, how do you connect the dots with with how they're using your products so that you can really respond in the right way? Because I imagine not everybody is trained for every single situation or product. And so if you rely on uh, agents who are responding to your customers, they might kind of get in the weeds pretty quickly. <laughs> so how how are you able to do that where you're really listening to customers, but you also do it in a way that helps you understand these different segments and their needs even better? Yeah, and I think that's uh, that's definitely very significant, especially coming into a company like Dell, where we have over 145,000 employees. Um, I think most mm-hmm. folks are very familiar with our you know, our consumer line of, of laptops, of desktops, um, you know, what we would call software and peripherals, you know, such as your monitor, things like that. And so a lot of people, they first get to know Dell through that. Um, I think that's, you know, certainly the way I, I came to know Dell when I was younger was through my laptop. But we also, a great portion of our business comes from our business customers, our B2B segment. And that is where we're powering things like the cloud, you know, convert, you know, within um, hyper-converged or virtualization, security. So there's all these different things that you don't even see happening behind the scenes. I mean, on, for the most part, every single person, you're probably touching Dell in some way, not even realizing it. So mm-hmm. when it comes down to how do we connect that experience, how do we support from a, an organizational standpoint, we have to work really hard to um, to be able to, to have the right subject matter experts and also develop processes within the organization to get the customer to the, you know, the right place, the right subject matter expert as efficiently as possible. And to be honest, I think that's a continuing conversation. Um, I guess I'm of the philosophy that uh, I, I don't. I don't know that I think we can ever achieve perfection. So I personally thrive and um, and really love looking for where there's opportunities to make something better. And there's always some you know little thing we can make better. And I think that continuously trying to find a way in such a large organization as Dell is trying to create a an experience for the customer where they don't see any of that happening is is what our goal is um but we do have subject matter experts for our consumer line you know that we route people to we do have uh, folks for our commercial line that we route people to and we do have people for our enterprise line that we route people to and you know in background um, we've got a lot of different systems that that are working on this to help support us and we also have a lot of really smart folks um on the organizational side where we're asking a lot of questions about how can we better connect this? How can we better, um, you know, essentially connect our tech stack as well so that they see a B2C customer, if they're also a B2B customer, they see them as the same unified customer. So it's an mm-hmm. ongoing process. It's very complex, but we we definitely have a lot of subject matter experts um, that we can get customers to to help resolve their questions. And we're also looking at proactive means so that people can self-serve information and that we can also build up our, our community, especially within uh, the Dell Community Forum and Spiceworks. 
where then our community actually helps each other because, you know, people like that, frankly. Um, we like to connect with one they another. Do. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's, I think that's one of the biggest challenges we have today is is connecting those dots of, you know, having people use different products in different ways, but making sure you're connecting all that as one customer. I think that's something that a lot of organizations are struggling with. So it's it's interesting because I, I imagine you guys have it in a in spades, you know. <laughs> <laughs> well, and likewise, I would say you probably have the same challenges internally with the internal customer because what did you say, 145,000 employees? Yep, that's right. So, yeah, you know what? I think it would be a great question to close on because it's something that uh, Jeannie and I just got through discussing recently is executing sort of, I can't really execute culture, but we'll, we'll say it, executing culture at scale. Like how are you creating that customer-centric culture at Dell and getting it through the organization so that the B2B team and the B2C team and the you know, tech team, security team, all the different teams are you know, approaching it with one mind as much as possible? Yeah, absolutely. And it's a, I think that's significant. Um, honestly, if you don't have the right culture or the right mentality, you have empty words. You're building a glass shell that is filled with nothing of significance. It's just air and easily broken and um, people will forget it quickly or maybe not forget it quickly if it's really bad. <laughs> 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 and you don't want that one. Um, you know, so something that was amazing about the creation of the chief customer office, Michael, he chose Karen because she was the most customer-centric executive that he knew. Um, and, and they have an excellent relationship. And, and Karen really genuinely, she, I've met, you know, a, quite a few executives and she is just incredibly genuine and kind and a good person and so smart um, and competitive. And she cares deeply about the customer. She absolutely gives a crap. You know, when she hears about a customer who doesn't have a good experience, she chases things down at a level that you don't expect somebody in the C-suite to do. Um, so when she built the chief customer office from a blank slate, she separated it into three different areas. One is around customer advocacy, and it's built around the different sections of our business, the different um, groups, which are, you know, commercial enterprise and our consumer and small business customers. And then she has leaders associated with each of those and teams underneath, underneath of each of those that are really working across the organization to make sure our customers are heard, that we're addressing their problems, we're optimizing their experience. Again, anything from sales to marketing to support to care um, product development, really everything. And then she created um, another section, which is our data and analytics section. And that's how do we get smart? You know, how do we take all of this big data that's coming in that also we're part of that story of, you know, multiple exabytes of data being created daily? Well, what are we doing with that data? So really creating a customer 360 dashboard that helps us to understand our customers better from a unified perspective but also helps our customers to understand what's going on within their environments to make sure they're healthy, to that we're finding those, those opportunities. And then the last part is um, something that's very near and dear to my heart. She has diversity and inclusion, which includes really building women in leadership up. Um, so that's one of the subsections within that. We also have entrepreneurship. Um, as well as corporate social responsibility, you know, like we just launched a really amazing pilot where we're pulling plastics out of the ocean 
and putting it into our packaging. Mm. Oh, fantastic. Um, I love that. I, yeah. I saw that presentation at South by Southwest. It's really, really impressive what you guys are doing. It's amazing. I think it, uh, hopefully I don't get this wrong, but I think it's by 2050 that we will actually, um, the amount of plastics in the ocean um, are going to be significantly increased um, and that it will outnumber fish. So it's, it's just, you know, a big problem. And we've actually open sourced the process so that we're inviting anybody else who wants to use it to also use it. Um, because we want to solve these problems. The reason why that all matters is that giving our internal customers, the people who work at Dell, a reason to care about what they're, the company they're working for, the mission that we're, um, that we're focused around, the purpose that we have, gives them a reason to want to be engaged at work. And within that, we're also, we have folks that are dedicated to creating that employee engagement and making sure that we're listening internally. It's not just about listening externally, it's also about listening internally and making sure that every voice matters and that every voice, voice is able to represent the customer as well. So I think so much of it comes down to creating a collaborative environment, um, creating a place where everybody has a seat at the table, and it doesn't matter what level you are, if you have a good idea, we want to make sure that gets sourced up. And you know, as best as possible, we're trying to connect our employees and make sure that it is, even with a large organization, that we are connected and that we are able to, to push through the voice of the customer, what's really happening, and then make that difference in ways that matter, like you know, cleaning up the earth or making sure that those who are underrepresented have a voice or you know, being able to, like I said earlier, um, even be able to enhance or help things like solving pediatric cancer. So, these things matter so deeply, and it's why we exist, and we want to keep being able to rally around that customer to help those things. Wow, that's I, I love that vision, and I love that it's about so much more than just serving customers and just reacting. It's about this, you know, utopia yeah. <laughs> that we all want to get to. So that's really, really great. And what a fantastic way to wrap this up. So thank you so much, Allison, for being here. And if people do want to reach out to you and learn more or just, you know, stay connected, what what are the best ways for them to do that? Yeah, so come find me on Twitter. I'm Allison J. Herzog, really across all the social platforms, A-L-I-S-O-N-J-H-E-R-Z-O-G. So just one L. Um, or you can also find me on LinkedIn. Happy to connect there. Uh, just let me know why you're connecting so I know who you are and why you want to connect. But those are the best ways to find me for sure. Fantastic. Well, it's it's been a pleasure and I can't wait until we're at another event together. So thanks so much Thank for, for joining us. Thank you so much. I thought that was really cool because we don't always get to see things from that perspective of you know, this large organization and somebody like Allison, who's really trying to do right by the individual customers they're serving. Yeah, I mean, delivering at such scale and with so many moving parts, I thought that was really one of the fascinating parts was seeing just the the challenges and the different uh, sort of approaches that are needed to deliver at that type of scale. Yep, yep. And I think connecting the dots by really listening on so many different angles, that's that's something anybody can walk away with and look at their organization and think, how can we do a better job of this deep listening, not just through, you know, what we talk about here, but also using the data in really powerful ways as well. So, 
Yay. I was so happy she was able to join us today. As the kids say, Jeannie, 100. <laughs> Keeping it 100. Keep it. Is that how we got? I don't know. <laughs> you want from me? I'm like 90 years old. <laughs> and on that note, <laughs> I think it's time to say goodbye to our younger listeners. <laughs> <laughs> I, was try- I was trying to keep it real. <laughs> so thank you so much for listening to Crack the Customer Code. We are a proud member of the C-Suite Radio family. If you like C-Suite Radio, then check out C-Suite TV and watch in-depth interviews with business content for C-Suite leaders and entrepreneurs. It's all on demand, so go get those insider secrets by going to csuitetv.com. We really appreciate you being here with us. I'm Jeannie Walters, and you can learn more about me and our customer experience investigation consulting at 360connects.com. And I'm Adam Kapork, and you can learn more about me and our customer service workshops and training at customersatstick.com. Until next time, take care of yourself. And take care of your customers. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.